Welcome to the Mimi B Podcast. I'm your host, Mimi Bouchard, and this podcast is designed to help you become the best version of yourself possible. This podcast will motivate you and give you the tools that you need to get to where you want to be. We are recording. With Rachel Brooke Smith, everybody. Yes. How are you doing today? Oh, so good. So excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you on. I already loved our conversation before we started recording. We just got right into the good stuff. And then mm. Carson's like, guys. Well, I was like, Carson, <laughs> stop us. <laughs> guys, Rachel, I'm, we're both in LA right now. And she's an amazing actress. And you're a producer too, aren't you? Mm-hmm. So yeah. you kind of do it all. You're in the showbiz world. You yes. do so many different things. You wear so many different hats. How would what's Rachel right now like what is she doing right now what's she all about I know you know things evolve yes no I love that question well first of all thank you for having me and second you're like glowing right now even after like three four podcasts in a row so this woman is incredible and her energy is in like infectious and I love (laughs) that anytime I meet somebody I'm like yes you're one of those people that like has awesome energy first of all because I think energy is everything right um and I my one of my biggest missions is to help really disrupt the perception that we need to do more and be more and have more when really we need to focus more on how can I have better energy so that anywhere I go, then people are just attracted to me and they want to work with me and more opportunities come from that. I think Mm -hmm. when we focus so much on how can I take better care of me, Mm. everything in life gets better. (laughs) And for so long, I had that so wrong. (laughs) And experiencing the difference um, has been huge in my life. And right now, you know, I just... Filmmaking has changed my life. I mean, ever since I was a little girl, movies, I would, you know, watch movies and kind of, uh, you know, we'll get into the, my my story, but it, it really was. It was movies inspired me during the darkest times of my life, and they've given me dreams and, and hopes and drive um, like never before. And so to get to be in filmmaking, um, not only as an actress, but also as a, as a creator, um, I just feel so grateful. Um and also, you know, why I started the Be Disruptive movement was because I wanted so badly to do something to help just inspire people to say, no matter what people are telling you, you can or cannot do, it's just their opinions. Yeah. Like, believe a different opinion, one that empowers you to go do the thing that you want to do, whatever that is, that you have so much creative power within you to disrupt limiting beliefs and be the hero of your own story. All right, let's backtrack. What is the Be Disruptive movement? Yes, so Be Disruptive is... It's just a movement I started. We have what I call wearable reminders for people because uh, I'm, you know, I feel like I I would learn things. And then in the moment when I was really scared to be brave or to to do the hard, scary thing, you know, I was like, ah, oh, like I wouldn't do it. And so what helped me so much was either having like a shirt or a bracelet that would remind me that, okay, just be disruptive. Basically, you know, do the brave thing that regardless of what anybody else tells you, it's just their opinion. It doesn't mean that it's actually real and that everything is perception. Mm -hmm. And I want, you know, I feel so blessed to have literally gotten to play the lead role in the sequel to the film that changed my life as a little girl, the thing that everybody told me was impossible. We need to talk about this. (laughs) She was just telling me this story before recording. Like, this is such an incredible story and this just proves Mm -hmm. that the law of attraction fucking works and that manifestation and that you know this whole weird world of quantum physics (laughs) really actually exists and this is just an amazing story please please well yeah i think it's so interesting right because people are like oh the secret or all of attraction if you break it down there's nothing woo woo about it Mm -hmm. it's like every thought that i think 
affects a certain emotion in my body, makes me feel a certain way. Therefore, I'm going to then go do different things based on that emotion and therefore attract different people and opportunities into my life. Mm -hmm. So this whole concept of law of attraction is just, just kind of that you know it's factual yeah it's just very factual it's like if i if i think a thought you know and it doesn't matter what it is it's just all my perception you know Mm -hmm. two people could walk into the same movie and have completely different experiences Mm -hmm. it just proves that we all like perception is everything and we create our perception based on our beliefs and ideas about who we are about the world around us and those beliefs are predicated on our programming so it's like what are we programming ourselves with and um, to empower people to realize that everything that you hear from media, even this podcast, right? It's like it's our opinions. It doesn't mean that it's fact, but it. If I'm going to choose an opinion, I want to choose an opinion that's going to empower me. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I grew up like a very competitive gymnast. I was terrified <laughs> all the time, so much so that I mean, I learned the power of my mind in a negative way. I was sick half the school year, and like I'll never forget the moment. You know, several moments being in the bathroom throwing up every Tuesday before gymnastics practice because I was so nervous of either getting hurt or getting yelled at. My coach's name was Mike Payne. So literally Mike Payne. She's Mike Payne. <laughs> Come on. And this was from the ages of like 6 to 14. I was so young. But I had created this really stressed out, fearful reality for my for my soul to live in. And um, – I didn't learn until later that like I had the power to create a whole different reality. And it wasn't until I actually broke my hand and had surgery, I have six pins in my hand, that I had this wake-up call in this moment of I was relieved. And I was happy that it happened because it was a way out. You know, I had learned that if I just was sick or hurt, I didn't have to deal with the stress of life. And that is no way <laughs> to live. Um, and when I finally got up the courage to quit, it was, it was just so hard because – my mom didn't want to hear it. My friends didn't want to hear it. And I, I didn't know who I was anymore. That's all I knew um, growing up. And so, you know, I cried in my room for several months. <laughs> I was super lost and confused and depressed and sad and scared. And then I saw this movie. This movie is called Center Stage. It was the first dance film I had ever seen. And it just, I was like, oh, that's what I want to do. I saw these girls on the screen and, and this girl's it was this story of this girl's hero's journey of everyone told her that she wasn't good enough, that she wasn't pretty enough or thin enough, and she would never be successful. And it was her hero's journey of how she ended up doing it way better than she could have ever imagined. But it wasn't the way that she initially thought. And that movie just hit me. I mean, I just sat in the theater and just cried. Everybody else had laughed. I was just like this, you know, 14 year old girl, just like visualizing myself doing that. And my, you know, my family had to like pull me out of the theater because uh, I didn't want to leave that room. But ever since that moment, I was like, get me into acting, get me to dancing. And I just visualized myself doing that. And I kept watching that movie. And I also around the same time came across this book called As a Man Thinketh, mm-hmm. which was my first book that ever said anything about, hey, your thoughts matter. And like I told you before, like I remember being mad that nobody never told me that when I was like five years old. And my hope someday is that there's even in elementary school, there's like how your brain works 101, you know, like maybe one day, maybe one day, Um, you know, it's going to take people like us, you know, and and future generations to really change that because I think it is it is possible and we can do that. It's just we all have to stand up as a collective to make that shift. And, um, you know, long story short, uh, after I, I read that book. I just became obsessed with everything I could find on personal development and mindset and positive psychology. I studied psychology as my major. Um, and I just 
it was interesting because, you know, in gymnastics, I was always scared. I was always afraid. I was always sick. When I found the thing that I loved, really loved, I was, you couldn't get me to stop. You couldn't get me to be sick because I didn't want to miss out. So was it that the dancing or the acting? Both, mm-hmm. both. It was just performing. Mm-hmm. And really, even as a gymnast, that's what I loved about it. It yeah. was the performance aspect. And and so it was, I, I, I worked my ass off <laughs> to get into this college that I thought was like the plan. I was like, I'll go to this college. I'll, they had the best performing arts program. And I I worked so hard and everybody thought I should have gotten in and I didn't get in and I was devastated and I thought my life was over and there was like no other way. And thank goodness that did happen because it catapulted me to audition for this program in LA that I ended up auditioning with thousands of other kids and I got in and I had two weeks to move to LA when I was 18. I didn't know anybody. I was terrified. My dad was not happy because, you know, he's a doctor and he was like, no, you need to go to college. You need to go the regular path. You need to go to college. And I had to fight really hard and, you know, made it happen, came out here and cried myself to sleep a lot. And I would watch center stage all the time when I was so homesick and so scared and so alone. And I did my my program and it was like eight hours a day, every day of acting and dancing and singing. One of the hardest things I've ever done, but the best. And if it wasn't for that program, uh, I would never have been able to have the right skill sets, the right like mindset, the right training to be able to even be ready for what happened next. And right after that program got done, because that whole time I couldn't have an agent, I couldn't audition, I couldn't do anything. And I was a whole year in LA. So when I finally got done, I auditioned for, or I saw this audition for Center Stage 2. And my heart about dropped. And I almost didn't go because- You were so fucking scared. I was so scared. And I had just gotten told by so many different agents that I wasn't ready because I hadn't mm-hmm. done anything yet. So I got a bunch of no's. And so I'm at this place, I'm like literally saw it on the wall, disbelief that, that was even possible because that was like my movie. And- Went home, talked myself out of going. You didn't go? No, well, it was very close. Yeah, it was very close. Literally walked, I I saw it. I was supposed to be, you know, go to the audition, talk myself out of going, wasn't going to go. And I had this like dramatic moment with myself in the mirror, you know, that was like, and I swear I heard and like felt this voice that was like, you have to go. And it pulled me out the door and I got there just in time to actually go. Um, And it was six different times going in for that role. It was like a three-month process of just being, you know, so close but so far from your childhood dream. And uh, an agent that turned me down a couple months earlier had called me and said, hey, Sony Pictures wants to book you as the lead in Center Stage 2. And I almost got a car accident. <laughs> you were in the car? Oh, yeah, I was in the car. <laughs> and what, what, what happened? I mean, I was just, I literally did. I was going down the 405 and I almost literally like, I was so in shock. Did you have to pull over? Yeah. Yeah, I just had to pull I over. I actually and, have goosebumps. Yeah. So what was your initial reaction when you got the phone call, you saw the number on your phone? Yeah. And you 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 picked it up. What did they say first? They were. I mean, she was just like Rachel because she didn't even know this was really going on because I went you know on my own without an agent and and she was like you know Sony Pictures wants to book you as a lead in Center Stage too. Like I didn't even know you were you had auditioned and it was such an interesting feeling, right? Because I had met with her a couple months ago and she told me you're not ready. You know we didn't want to take me on as a client and I was really I was so devastated by that. Um, especially after getting a lot of that. So to get a call from this person that just turned me down a couple months ago and to have this experience, I remember even flying to Vancouver is where we shot it and like kind of looking out over just the world beneath me and everything I had gone through of, you know, from my gymnastics story to not getting into my dream college to moving out to LA, like all of these things. And every person that told me 
Like, who are you? Like, you're just some little girl from Phoenix, Arizona, you know, who's in a medical family. Like, why don't you just do medicine? <laughs> you know, <laughs> which I love medicine. I almost, I almost did. I like, if I wasn't going to be an actress, I'd probably be a doctor. Um, cause I love that aspect of helping people. My way of helping people is, is through this, you know, through, through storytelling and filmmaking and, um, and creating. And so, yeah, I mean, but it was just this kind of that, it reminded me of that same thing of how Steve Jobs says, like, you can't really see the path until kind of looking back and see all the, how the dots aligned. Mm -hmm. But the biggest common denominator was I just kept doing the brave thing. And I kind of learned this pattern that I didn't realize till um, recently of how I'd always just use my creative power in some way, whether it was dancing, you know, if I got really discouraged, I would go in a dark room, put my headphones on and just dance my face off. And that helped me get in a better state of being. And when I could get in a better state of being, I could think better. I could feel better. I went from, you know, music and movement helped me when I felt super depressed to just feel alive again and to start having my physiology change that way. My, my mindset also shifted. So one of my biggest tools that I always love to advocate to people is you don't have to be a dancer to be able to use the tool and the gift of dance put on some empowering music and just go jumping down up in your room and you will feel different than when you started. Wow. This is, I'm literally so beyond inspired right mm. now. This is, you have a fucking fabulous story. Like I'm literally getting emotional <laughs> listening to this. Thank you. This love. is out of control. Mm. And this is just like anybody listening right now that is scared mm. to do what they deep down need to do you know that feeling in your gut it doesn't lie you know that feeling and it doesn't lie yeah and that feeling for you is like i have to go to the audition i bet you were scared shitless okay how amazing is this episode with rachel right now i literally love her so much she is so sweet i quickly on the topic of doing things that bring you out of your comfort zone i want to talk about skillshare you guys know skillshare has been a podcast advertiser for a while now and i really really love everything that they're about so it is time for you to explore new skills deepen existing passions and get lost in creativity with skillshare's online classes What you find just might surprise and inspire you. Skillshare is an online learning community where millions come together to take the next step in their creative journey with thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people on topics like illustration, design, photography, video, freelancing, and more. Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning. With so much to explore, real projects to create, and the support of fellow creatives, Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth. Skillshare offers classes designed for real life so you can move your creative journey forward without putting life on hold. You can learn and grow with a short class that fits your busy routine. Skillshare is also incredibly affordable, especially when compared to pricey in-person classes and workshops. An annual subscription is less than 10 bucks a month. So for me, I've taken so many different classes on Skillshare. Recently, I'm doing more of like a interior design class. I'm moving into my new apartment with Ben very soon, and I want to learn more about that in my creative space because I haven't really learned much about that in my in my past. And also, I've taken classes on productivity with Skillshare. I've taken um, classes on sales, like anything that I'm really interested in in that moment. I just look up a class and there are so many on them. So that's what I've done on Skillshare, but there are so many options and whatever it is, 
creativity is super important in your life. So whether you take a class on something that you're actually gonna use in your day-to-day life or just something that you're interested in, it all gets you really more creative in your in your day-to-day life, right? You know, being creative can benefit you, can expand your mind and open up new doors. Um, you know, I love the community at Skillshare. I love the features because, you know, you can get feedback, personalized stuff. Quality of classes are amazing and you're actually learning from real teachers. So I really love that as well. So as you know, Skillshare is a proud sponsor of the Me Maybe podcast. Go explore your creativity at skillshare.com forward slash MP and get two free months of premium membership. It is literally free. So that is two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. So get started and join today by heading to skillshare.com forward slash MP. That is skillshare.com forward slash MP for Mini V Podcast. Now back to the episode. You know that feeling in your gut? It doesn't lie. You know that feeling and it doesn't lie. Yeah. And that feeling for you is like, I have to go to the audition. I bet you were scared shitless. Yeah, especially like six different times. Imagine like I would go once and then be like, okay, you made it past this round. Have to go home that night and try (sighs) to sleep, which is like nearly impossible. And then have to, you know, do all these things I hadn't done in a really long time. In that movie, I had to do break dancing. I had to do point shoes. I had to do ballroom. And I had to act. (laughs) And uh, yeah, it was... I mean, even when I got the job, it wasn't like all like, you know, rainbows. It was it was incredible. But it, every day I was scared. You know, every day I felt like I had to like prove myself in some way um, because I was working with a lot, all of a sudden a lot of my teachers mm. were now, you know, extras in the movie and I was mm. the lead in the movie. And oh it was gosh. a pretty significant and it's interesting, right? Like I've done several films since then and I was very green. That was my first film. And, you know, I've talked to several different, I mean, it's a very... It's a miraculous story, and I feel so blessed to have got to to live that. Even now, sometimes I'm like, was that even real? Was that a yeah. dream? Um, thank goodness there's actually footage. Otherwise, I really would think yeah. it was a dream. Um, you know, I think it's important to know that even when you get the goal, it doesn't mean that all of a sudden everything's just awesome. Like, I, I worked so hard every single day during that film and after that film and every day since. Um, but, you know, I think right now I'm in this place, you know, that I I had this deep belief ever since I was young that I really had to like prove myself to everybody, which, which got me to this point. But I'm in this space now that I would love to advocate to people is that maybe that belief only gets you so far. And it also causes a lot of anxiety and a lot of, um, which that anxiety can cause a lot of um, even like physical illness in the body. And I'd love, you know, to find this different space where I just do what I love and that that like increases my energy and that exudes from me so much that people just want to work with you and want to be around you because I mean anytime I walk in the room and you're like hey what's up and like I'm like oh my gosh I just want to be around this girl like if I had another opportunity I'd be like oh my gosh we got to work with this girl because her energy is so cool it's not necessarily always about like proving yourself sometimes if we work so hard to just feel like we have to you know do more and be more and have more we really mess up our mental health and our well-being and I think we're in a day now in age where there's this mental health epidemic and more and more my message now to people is like take care of you (laughs) love you do the things that light you up the more that we focus on taking care of ourselves and doing things that we love and being around people that we love um and this loving self-awareness like we're just going to be healthier and happier and live longer (laughs) and live better Mm -hmm. um 
I heard a quote recently, Leo, was like, when you're healthy, you have a lot of goals. When you're sick, you have one goal. Mm -hmm. You just want to get better. Uh, So don't wait till you're sick, you know, to like till it's too late. It's like be proactive with your health, with your wellness uh, so that you can live a full life. You know, this idea that I have to work till I burn out and then I can't do anything. And then all of that hard work is for it it doesn't get you anywhere. So, yeah, take care of you, I think, is a huge huge message 100% and I can completely agree with that like I experienced that as well I feel like I need to prove something to the world and I'm honest about it like I'm type a like high achiever but I like (laughs) I honestly and it's more it's a lot for me and my personal goals and because I know that I could be doing better all the time yeah but it is a lot about and I hate to admit it but it's a lot about you know how the world sees me as well and proving to my my family or you know friends from when I was a kid who I don't even freaking talk to anymore like look I did it you know (laughs) like it's all that bs and that's just your ego and I think deep down like you're right when you when you practice self-care and you just focus on you and and what you need Mm. everything kind of just like dissolves like all the outer bs dissolves and it's just like you and and you're okay you know yeah yeah well I think you know one of my favorite quotes is that you know, you can never heal with hate. You can only heal with love. Mm. And in that sense of, I think there's a lot of people, myself included in the personal development world. I literally just went through this shift because I was at this workshop last week with this platform that I'm a part of called Powerful You that I have a, a series on called Be Disruptive. Mm. And I was just like thrown through the ringer, all these different like paradigm shifts going on and stuff. And one of the biggest things they talked about is that, you know, for a long time, pain was my driver, right? Like I felt this pain around feeling um, like scared or insignificant or, you know, being that girl throwing up in the bathroom, dying Mm. for someone to see me. And that pain was what would drive me. And a lot of people would say like, you know, create a powerful why. I mean, I feel the same way. Like your why is so important. But if your why is centered around pain, then we'll never be able to elevate the way we really want to because we're coming from a place of pain. And it isn't until we shift that from this place of love and um, empowerment and, and, and peace, really, that we just that we want to help from that space. That's the only way we can make a difference because you can't solve a problem from the same level it was like predicated on. Uh-huh. You need to rise up. Yeah. So it's 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 interesting, right? Like I'm still finding this for myself and I'm really excited to kind of share that message because it's not one that I hear a lot. You know, it's like, no, we need to like feel the pain and like go forward from there. Mm. Um, and what if we could shift that and say, what if we heal, really heal our childhood wounds and all these things that we went through in the past so they don't like drag us down anymore and we can actually teach from this place of like actual joy and just gratitude for being alive because being mm. alive is pretty miraculous, honestly. Absolutely, yeah. honestly. So how someone listening right now, I'm yeah. sure, is struggling mm-hmm. with negative self-talk, you know, not loving life. And yeah. whether it is bad relationships or not feeling great about their body or not feeling great about where they're going career-wise or just feeling confused and just stuck, Yeah, what kind of advice would you give them? Because, you know, this mm. all this sounds amazing, but, like, how do you do it? Yeah, I love that you asked this question. This is exactly the kind of questions I love asking, too, because yeah. it's like, okay, great, great philosophy, but, like, where do I start? Actionable tips. Yeah, <laughs> I think, one, ask for help. You know, I think asking for help is the brave thing to do. Not asking for help is is the weak thing to do. And at my core, I feel like we want to be 
there's this part of of all of us that's like, no, I want to be brave. I want to do the brave thing. And we've been told for so long that like, oh, don't cry. You know, don't cry. Don't ask for help. Like you just be strong. You be tough. You figure it out. (laughs) Um, Like maybe there's a time and a place for that. But there are so many resources out there that are are ready and willing to help. I have had so many coaches and or therapists and or workshops and or um, seminars that I've gone through that have changed my life. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I think it's this deep personal commitment to say enough is enough. Like I'm sick and tired of being and sick and tired. And I am on a personal lifelong commitment to daily practice and learn and discover more about myself through books, through podcasts, <laughs> through films, through whatever you can get your hands on. And there's a lot of it out there that I'm, you know, if you want to be a doctor, you go to med school. If you want to be a lawyer, you go to law school. If you want to learn how to be a good human, you have to study it. And luckily we have information at our fingertips right now. It's just, it's up to us to prioritize that. So I think it's really saying, I'm going to take care of me. You know, like I care about myself enough to do 10 minutes of, of reading a book that inspires me every day. I, mm-hmm. I love my, I love myself enough. And if you know, I think a long, for a long time growing up, cause I didn't have a lot of self-love growing up. I was never even really, I think taught that concept. Mm-hmm. It was really more like do things for everybody else, like help everybody else, which is an awesome concept. And I, I absolutely believe in that. But if you don't start with you, you will get burnt out and you won't have a place to really help from because you can't help and you can't love people if you don't really love yourself. And and I think one of the biggest things that self-love comes down to is actually self-trust. So I, I realized, you know, because after I, you know, after Center Stage and after I'd done a lot of different films, for whatever reason, I, I just like, it was such a slow progression of like stopping doing a lot of the things that actually made me great. And a lot of that was because I felt like I had to just do the busy things, you know, like I needed to do more work and I needed to do more of this and more of that. And I forgot all of the things of like meditation and like reading and journaling and sleeping, (laughs) all of these things that actually really matter. Um, And, and it was a slow progression so much. I didn't even realize it. And then one day I woke up and I was like, who, who, I don't even recognize myself. And I started to feel really sad and really isolated and really alone. Um, but all the things that I usually did, I just, just stopped doing. And therefore, like I actually wasn't who I used to be. I was a totally different person because my habits were completely different. And it was when I started learning that like I didn't trust myself because I would say every day, okay, tomorrow I'm going to meditate for an hour or tomorrow I'm going to I'm going to like do the workout class or tomorrow I'm going to be fully honest with the men in my life, which is always my kind of big thing. It was really hard for me to be fully honest with men for um, another, another reason from childhood. It always goes back to childhood. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't do it. Yeah. And it was this, this wake up call of, I have to stop making these huge promises to myself and I need to start smaller. So when I started saying, I'm going to meditate tomorrow for 60 seconds and then I actually did it. Mm. And then I'm going to, you know, be honest, even though it's hard. And I actually did it. And it was just baby steps to actually doing the things that I said I was going to do that built that self-trust, which then every time I did it, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm really proud of myself. And that that built over time this self-love. Oh my God, girl, you don't even know. I, we, we were talking to Ed Milet yesterday. Mm. We did a podcast together. Yes. And uh, 
you know what he says? That the, the one thing that builds self-confidence and self-love, it's the one thing, yeah. is keeping promises to yourself. Yes. You know, yeah. a confident person keeps promises to yeah. themselves. They have a good relationship with themselves. Yeah. You know, if they, they say they're going to do something, they do it. And that's just the best thing. And, and it's just so simple, but so many people yeah. don't understand the enormity of it. It's so huge. And it doesn't have to be monumental. I think that's the biggest thing. I used to make these massive thing promises to mm-hmm. myself. And it was so hard for me to keep. So I'd yeah. say, like, start small. Don't say you're going to go meditate for an hour every day for the rest of your life if you don't meditate. <laughs> like, start with a minute and then start, go to two and yeah. then go to three and, like, build from there. But baby steps, you know. And then something else that a coach taught me that was so life-changing was to – and this was when I was going through a really, really toxic breakup – and it was one of those ones that I just like lost myself and um, it was rough. It was really, really rough. What and happened? It, was well, it? it was just, it was just one of those things, you know, when you, I think so many times we, we fall in love with the idea of a person mm-hmm. and then it's not actually who it is. And then we keep trying to tell ourselves that it is what it is, but it's not. And so I just got so consumed in, and my biggest thing, I think, you know, I learned, I learned really from a young age because it was always really hard for me to to tell my dad the truth. And so, and this is kind of like, you know, psychology right here, that everything does go back to childhood patterns. So if you have a problem telling men in your life the like full truth, it might be because this was my story, you know, it might be totally different, but my story was, I learned that it wasn't, I didn't feel safe to tell my dad the truth when I was younger um, because I was scared he was going to yell at me or going to judge me in some way. And so that, that, I learned this survival pattern and it worked. So then I just kept doing it in life and it and it was so unconscious. It was just like this, oh, but I just want to tell them what I think they want me to say. And um, you know, it got me so far and then it would always end up backfiring. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's just always so important to to realize that all of our patterns, our habits, our behaviors always usually go back to childhood. It's something we picked up when we were super young as a survival pattern. And then we end up doing it and it ends up like pretty much ruining our lives. And so it wasn't until I did some deep work to find that out that I realized that, oh man, and it, I, I wasn't aware of it. I think it, we have to, that's why, you know, doing coaches and doing this deep inner work is so powerful because how, having people help us uncover these things that we are so unconscious of that are really weighing our life down. As soon as I was aware of that, I was like, oh my gosh, I did learn that. That's what I used to do. Then I could be aware of it and I could let it go and I could create a new pattern. But until mm-hmm. you're aware, you can't. And so when I finally became aware of that, it was so life-changing for me. Um, you know, what this coach helped me discover, and this is something you can literally do right now as a daily practice, and I would 100% do it. it it's actually writing down every day. She made me do 10 <laughs> reasons, but even if you want to start with three, you know, start small. Three reasons every day why you're, well, she said, why why you love yourself. And if you can't say why you love yourself, say why you're proud of yourself. Because I think it's important that we don't fake it. You know, if you don't, you're like, gosh, I just, I, I can't say that I love myself right now. Just maybe, you know, say like, I'm proud of myself because of this. And just write down three reasons every day. And when you can get to the point where you can say like, I love myself because of this. And you can say three reasons why you love yourself every day up to like 10 reasons why you love yourself every day monumental like i would be so stressed out or so afraid or so whatever to go do something and i would stop and i would do this practice and every time i would cry every time and um there's just something about writing stopping and writing those things down that is so powerful 
So yeah, I think that's a great starting place. <laughs> um, there's a lot more to go from from there. But oh my yeah. god, I love that so much. I'm gonna do that. Yeah, I would highly recommend. I'm gonna it. do that because you know, even though you know my podcast, Instagram, everything, it's like we talk about personal development in a deep way. Like yeah. I share my story, and I feel like you know I'm, I'm giving all the advice all the time. But a lot of the time, I'm still fucking self conscious. Mm. And we I, all are. <laughs> like, we, we all, all are. are. And I'm like so yeah. hard on myself, and I like try so hard to be positive and like that's like my default but then like you know like then I feel really shitty about myself and I feel like you know just being honest with the fact that like we all still go through it and that's just such a easy actionable tip that people can just do yeah let's take another quick break of today's episode with Rachel we're just talking about insecurities and not feeling like our best selves. And I want to share with you guys an amazing tool that I've been using called Noom. Noom is a new proud sponsor of the Mimi B podcast, and it really helps you with a healthy lifestyle, whether you want to get into shape, maintain a healthy lifestyle, or just get healthier in any way. Noom is for you. I truly believe that getting in shape doesn't have to be just about losing a specific amount of weight. It's not a magic number on the scale. It's about literally feeling like the best version of yourself possible. You guys know I'm all about that. So Noom is amazing for people that just want more structure around their healthy lifestyle. And, you know, whether that's walking your 10K steps a day or feeling more energized, Noom is there to help you track and, you know, support your healthy lifestyle. So Noom is an app that you can use and they teach you the psychology behind the decisions that you make and then help you keep track of everything from workouts and steps to analyzing your diet and recommending healthy recipes. Noom also connects you with a personally assigned goal specialist and a community of other Noomers. So you have all the support that you need to empower and assist your change. So for me, What I like about this is the community aspect of things. Having a support system is really important with whatever goals that you have. So my personal goals at the moment, I want to do my 10K steps a day every single day. I've been putting it off a little bit the past few months and not making it a priority, but the 10K steps a day for me has actually been such a game changer. A, it gives me me time, and B, it really, really helps leaning out my bod. I think walking is the best leaning out, toning workout. Um, The other thing as well, I really wanna be more energized. I've recently cut out coffee, finally. And I want to just track, you know, what I'm doing just to kind of see where I'm feeling energized and where I'm not. And I just want an overall glow. So that's my physical goals. And I also, you know, really want to understand my thought thought patterns better around the healthy lifestyle that I live and uh, just be in a better mood and have less stress and anxiety. Um, you know, the app is super easy and convenient. You know, there are specific lessons Um, about psychology and your habits that you can learn and you really just need 10 minutes a day to submit everything into Noom and to read up on some things and yeah you can do your food logging if you want if that's what you're into you can literally track your steps you can do so much on the app it literally works with your lifestyle and it teaches you how you can eat what you want in moderation because you really learn how to control your habits. So Noom is the habit changing solution that helps users learn to develop a new and healthier relationship with food and exercise and health in general through personalized courses. 
Noom is based in psychology, which I love. Um, and Noom teaches you why you do the things you do and really helps empower you with the tools that you need to break bad habits and replace them with better ones. So, you know, we're all strapped for time. Noom just literally asks you to commit 10 minutes a day. And if you don't have 10 minutes a day, you don't have a life. So you can commit 10 minutes a day to yourself. All in all, you don't have to change it all in one day. You just need to have time for yourself. Small steps make really big progress. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M.com forward slash Mimi. You have nothing to lose, girl. Go visit Noom.com forward slash Mimi to start your trial today. That is Noom, N-O-O-M.com forward slash Mimi. Now back to the episode. Self-conscious. Mm. And I, we all are. <laughs> like, we, we all, all are. are. And I'm like so yeah. hard on myself and I like try so hard to be positive and like that's like my default. But then like, you know, like then I feel really shitty about myself and yeah. I feel like you know, just being honest with the fact that like we all still go through it. And that's just such a easy, actionable tip that yeah. people can just do. Yeah. And it takes two seconds. Yeah. It's so fast. And it's just always like a thing you can go to. You know, I think it's definitely, I have a different reminders on my phone all mm. the time. So I have several different reminders that will pop up throughout the day. Where one one is a question of, are you choosing to be your, your biggest supporter or your worst enemy? Mm. And so every day I can see that on my phone and it's just like a choice. I'm like, oh yeah, who am I choosing to be? So you know, making that commitment of like, you know, you're never getting away from you, you know, like never. you're stuck with you 24 seven, you know, 365. So why not choose to be kind to yourself? Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, the quote that says you are the five people you surround yourself with most. Mm-hmm. Well, who's that one person that you're spending the most time with? Oh it's you. <laughs> and so it's really this, um, you know, and I'm nowhere near perfect, but I can hundred percent say that this stuff works. Mm -hmm. Like I, if someone were to be able to like live inside my head when I was younger compared to when I am now, like it is such a loving, supportive space inside. Yeah. Such a powerful question. This is like, what kind of space am I creating for my soul to live in? Mm-hmm. Like what kind of space am I creating for my soul to live in? And it's a decision. Yeah, it's a decision. Is it a is it a fearful, anxious space in there, or is it a loving, supportive, kind space in there? Like the thing between our two ears is is everything, you yeah. know. And so, um, and I think that's also why you know me and my my business partner Henry Amar we came together, uh, and he's an incredible musician and and creator. Um, we came together and we created our first online program called Transform My Life. Uh, that's also something I would definitely say. Like we wanted just to create actionable items like that, that we have like 25 teaching videos and then also a 30-day challenge for people mm-hmm. that's like super raw and real. Like the 30-day challenge, you see us getting up and actually doing these things live. And What are some of the things? So some of the things were like, you know, um, get up and like go give – strangers high fives today get at least five and so you'll see us like just filming each other on our iphones because we want to do it just like to show people like you can do this you know like grab a friend and see what it feels like to look even one of the challenges is just like to look people in the eye and smile at them like how many times it's are so you... uncomfortable yeah. For... yeah yeah it's crazy and we all have this default pattern of like going to our phone or, like looking down or looking away but it's like we're all human. We're all in this crazy human experience together. Mm-hmm. And as much as we feel like separate or alone, we feel like nobody understands what we're going through. Actually, we are all going through a lot of the same shit. <laughs> and totally. a lot of us feel alone and isolated and disconnected. It isn't till we decide to be the change, if you will, and look mm-hmm. somebody in the eye and say like, hey, 
how are you doing? Like, yeah. really, how are you doing? Um, another one that I loved, one of my favorites was go in and find um, just a random stranger and give them, like, amp them up. And so you'll see me in one of the videos. I literally walk into the store and I kept asking for guidance. Um, I'm, I'm definitely like a very spiritual person. I'm always asking, um, you know, like I have a very like deep relationship with my creator and saying like, you know, guide me to whoever might need to hear some like, you know, motivational speech today. <laughs> and I just found this girl that I felt super inspired to go talk to. And I just looked at her and I just genuinely like saw her and then just genuinely whatever was coming up for me, I just told her. And so on camera and she, you know, she almost starts crying and like all the people in the store kind of saw what was going on and everybody was like, we need more of this. And people was like started giving each other high fives and there was so much hugs and there was tears. And it was this beautiful experience that was just random. It was literally just because we decided to do one of the challenges. And, you know, there's just, there's so much creative power at our fingertips all the time. It's just, what are we going to use it on? Is Why do it, we need to conform all the time? Yeah. And I, yeah, it's like, you know, I think one of the, the greatest pieces of advice, because I think it, it gets really challenging, right? There's so many opinions, there's so much noise, there's so much distraction out there. Who do you listen to? And a great mentor of mine, um, his name is Jeff Hoffman, who is one of the best people out there. <laughs> he's incredible. Uh, he's had a lot of success in his life. And I asked him, I'm like, Jeff, I just, I have all these people tell me what to do or not to do. And I just, I can't, how do I know who to listen to? <laughs> and he was like, Rach, he's like, first of all, you should listen to your intuition, you know? And I was like, okay, well, if I can't, okay, I get that. But even like when I'm seeking advice from people, you know, he really gave me such great advice. He said, listen to people that have created the reality for themselves that you want to live in. And if anybody else is trying to give you advice, like maybe don't listen so hard because mm. they've created a whole different reality. So if I want to go be an entrepreneur or be an actress or or be a doctor, like I'm going to want to listen to somebody who has done, created that same reality for themselves that I want to create. Um, everything from their family life to their business life to their personal life. Like I want to learn from those people because the other people don't really know because they haven't created that reality for themselves. Um, and I think that's been so helpful. I love that so freaking much. Okay. You obviously have gone through so much self-development yes. and I absolutely love all these tips. But my question for you, what's the hardest thing that you have to do for personal growth? Like what's the hardest habit that you force yourself to do that you don't really enjoy but you know mm. is effective okay so i actually just got um so there's a lot of things that i love i'll start there i love i've i've wired myself to love movement yeah like i love movement i feel like it no matter what that is for you it's so important like just move your body it's not to the not not necessarily for weight loss but just because it, it will literally make you a better human totally like your brain will think better you'll have more oxygen all throughout your body more blood throughout your body you'll think better um you'll just be better <laughs> and um you know meditation is also one that i used to like really not like but i've now i crave it and so i think that also hopefully gives somebody hope out there that's like oh i don't want to meditate or oh like i don't like this one thing that i know i should do there is absolutely a way to, to have something that you dislike come into something that you genuinely like can't wait to do. Like I used to hate cold water. I hated it. You couldn't get me to take a cold shower. I don't like it. <laughs> but then I started learning about all the incredible benefits it has from like anti-aging to metabolism boosting to um, like recovery. And I was like, oh shit, this stuff is like really good. <laughs> if I want to live like a super long, healthy, happy life, then this might be really beneficial. And it feels so good afterwards. It does. Well, and I think this is that this this 
um, tip of like a cold plunge, which is, or cryotherapy is like super helpful for us. Um, my life was at a point where I just felt like it was like spinning out of control, kind of in a, during another toxic relationship breakup that I was going through. And I just felt like I couldn't make decisions. And even if I did make decisions, I couldn't keep them. And my friend had just gone to the Wim Hof retreat. I don't know, you know, Wim Hof, yeah. but he's all about like, you know, cold plunges and, uh, and deep breathing. And this guy who just got back from his retreat had, you know, dared me. He's like, you know, tomorrow go jump in the ocean. And this was like, you know, and it was freezing cold outside. And every part of me wanted to say, no, like, hell no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I had just been learning about this. And I was just like, okay, yes, I will do it. Because I just, it was at a moment of like sick and tired and getting so tired. And I made a promise to myself that I said, it was such a symbolic thing. Because all morning, the next morning, I was trying to talk myself out of doing it. But I kept this deeper part of me was like, if you do this, your whole life will change. And as weird as that sounds, there was something in my intuition, like in my gut that kept saying that. And so I like ran on the beach and I was doing all these affirmations and I was like visualizing all the things I really wanted in my life. And when I jumped in that cold water, it wasn't just me going to do a cold plunge because of like the physical benefits. It was much more of like this release of all the bullshit. And when I jumped in, it was just like, I was just like washing all the bullshit away. And I'm not kidding you, I can pinpoint since I actually did that, I kept that promise to myself when I actually did that. When I was in that cold water, I was like, you know, screaming or crying or like praying. And I walked out a different person. No way. And everything since that point, I, I just became so much braver. And it was this lesson, I feel like that was such a powerful lesson that I, you know, I hope that we can all experience is like when you do the hard, brave thing, you not only gain so much trust in yourself, you also like that is the muscle of courage and confidence. It's like you can't build co courage and confidence without actually doing something. Mm. You know, one of my favorite um, sayings I've been saying a lot lately is like <laughs> as 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 logical as this sounds, uh, you know, you know, obviously like when <laughs> it's crazy that we just don't do things that are so logical. It's like if we want to feel confident and strong, we have to do things that would help us feel confident and strong. Oh, I know it's yeah. so simple, but it's, <laughs> it's like, like, it's like, people don't, don't do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's like, we can't, you can't feel confident and strong if you sit in your house all day on your computer and you don't, and you're just like going through social media. Like you just, yeah. unless you're like, you know, you're putting out some brave video or you're doing something brave, like you just, we can't feel brave if we don't do the brave things. And so I think that's super important. Um, but one of the things you asked the question of like, what's something you just don't like to do? It's not that I don't like to, it's just, it's so hard. So I was, I just told you I was at this um, workshop and something went off and it triggered me. Like someone said something about me that really triggered me. And, to your face? Yeah. Um, but I'm so grateful to them that they did it. What do they say? Um, it was, it was kind of like a deep um, situation, okay, but basically, no, it's fine. Oh, it was, okay. I learned again, a pattern from childhood is that I didn't always feel like I belonged in my family because I was very different or my perception was that I was very different from the rest of my family. So I would always kind of like isolate myself or like do my own thing so that I didn't have to like feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And so that bled into later in my life, especially, you know, being around people who I feel intimidated by or uncomfortable by, instead of like just being with those people, I would just kind of isolate myself, even though I love people, <laughs> like I love them so much. And I obviously my whole mission is to empower and to help. But in those times, if I feel overwhelmed or, or whatnot, I would kind of like isolate myself. And so one of the leaders in the group kind of called me out and said, yeah, we thought something was wrong with you. We didn't know what was going on with you. And um, we just thought, 
you know, and basically what I heard is that like, you're not okay, we have to fix you. And it just triggered me, you know, all the way from childhood, because my family would say that stuff like that, too. Like, why do you always go off by yourself? And, um, and I had this opportunity <laughs> to either suppress it, or to release it and let it out. And I was in a very safe space. This is like in a very like workshop setting of a lot of like very powerful and a very um, incredible thought leaders. And we were in a space of kind of personal development and growth. And uh, so I was in a safe space, but I still had the opportunity and the gut feeling of like, oh, I just want to like suppress it and not say anything. Or I could completely feel it and release it. And every part of me wanted to suppress it because it's not fun when you're in a room of people to just start crying your eyes out. <laughs> it's really hard. It's, it's terrifying. And but I was like I had this in this gut like, you know, intuition say if you do this, your whole life will be different in in a great way. You have to do it. Have to do it. I just started bawling. Like yeah. bawling. Um and everybody in the room, you could feel this shift in the room and they had me go up in front of everybody and kind of express and experience what I was going through. So I'm sitting there telling all these people who I admire and look up to all, you know, very vulnerable uh, stuff. And I'm not kidding. Like from that one experience, I had almost everybody in the room come up to me after and say, you have no idea how much you changed my life in that moment because you were brave enough to actually say what you were feeling. I was able to really relate and also heal my stuff. So I think it's so, it's so important for us to actually feel our feelings and to express them and we never know i just like vulnerability is a superpower just mm-hmm. like you said we're everybody is always going through something no mm-hmm. matter how many movies or shows or or followers or whatever they have we're always all going through something even the gurus yeah. like even, even ed my yeah. interview like everyone thinks he has it all but you know yesterday he admitted he was like you know so i don't feel like i've made it Mm, yeah. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Okay, you're like a half billion dollar net worth. <laughs> <No>. Like, okay. <laughs> no, yeah. but it's true. It yeah. fucking is true. And we just have to be honest about it. I feel like when you're honest about it, it just, we feel more connected. And as human yeah. beings, we're animals. Like, mm. we are, we need to connect yes. to people. Yeah. Like, we need to, yes. like, you know, just even being in proximity of each other, talking to each other, that you feel that connection and it just feels better just being honest. Like, yeah, this yeah. happened to me. And yeah. letting it off your chest and not keeping it all bulked up inside of you, like, it really helps, huh? Like, no, it big really time. does. No, big time. It's when we don't do that. Then we feel disconnected and then we feel alone and isolated. Because I mean, if we never talked about what we were going through, then we would. We'd feel like we're the only people that ever went through it when it's not true. I was in a room full of 10,000 people. And a question got asked is, how many of you have ever felt like you're not enough? Guess how many hands went up? A thousand. All of them. Yeah. Every single one. 10,000 people. Oh, 10,000. 10,000. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, that's just a perfect example of, and I think that can give us so much compassion. You know, when you're walking down the street, I love to actually just like look out at people and feel like every single person I'm walking by, they have a goal. They have a dream. They've cried their self to sleep. Like they maybe are worried about paying their bills, like all those things. So I think that just gives, and when we can have compassion for people, that's where we can have real connection. Oh my God. Well, you're 
freaking fabulous. Like, I don't even know. I'm actually blown away by this conversation. (laughs) Rachel, you are amazing. Like, I'm beyond impressed and like I just want to be around you your energy is insane as I do like, with you I'm just no, I'm just a mirror I feel of you. like we're I feel like we're really into it like Absolutely. I feel like I need to move to LA just to be yes closer to you well, and can I say it's so awesome to yes. meet another like badass female oh, entrepreneur and that's all about this message of let's make personal growth cool the cool thing to do it like, is cool it is yes. the cool thing it's like it's cool it's sexy it's awesome it's like real life <laughs> but there actually is nothing sexier than someone who's like self-assured that yeah. has gone through this growth yeah like i personally like when i look at men like i think the most attractive thing is like self-assuredness you know yes no i mean i can't tell you i mean the another manifestation story like the my the love of my life that i'm with now who I like wished and dreamed and hope and prayed and cried for my whole life, um, who I still look at every day. I'm like, are you real? Are, are you real? <laughs> um, you know, I say all the time, like I thought that manifesting center stage was a huge deal and it was, but I look at him as so much more than that. And I am always like, whenever I'm in doubt, I'm like, okay, if I can manifest you, I can manifest anything. <laughs> totally. um, and really only tell that story just because, you know, I know what it feels like to feel so alone and so afraid and go through like really, really, really hard breakups and unhealthy relationships. And we get what we tolerate. You know, we get Mm. what we tolerate. So if I'm tolerating a less than or an unhealthy relationship, that's what I'm going to keep getting. And Mm. it wasn't until I said, I will no longer tolerate bullshit like i will mm-hmm. i will no longer tolerate drama i will no longer tolerate being treated less than or even for myself i will no longer tolerate myself not being fully honest because in relationships it's never really about the other person it's, it always is about us it's like who am i again it goes back to where we started the interview it's like energy is everything so if i'm giving off this energy of of jealousy or of um you know like beating them down or criticizing them it it's gonna it's gonna have a completely different effect as if I was in the same exact situation, but I was giving off this energy of love and kindness and trust um, because we we are what, I mean, we see what we are. You know, like I see so much beauty and love and greatness in you because like we're mirrors of each other. Same thing with relationships. And so for anybody out there that's like, gosh, I just, I'm so discouraged in my relationships. I just want to find this guy. You know, I think I, if I can leave any advice in that area of life, there is absolutely hope. Like there is absolutely hope, but it's up to you. Like it's up to us to be, it doesn't, it will not happen until we change. Be who you want to attract. This is like, so if I'm, you know, my whole life, I felt like I was supposed to meet this guy, right? Like my dream guy. And like, he was like, so say he's up here, right? And so say I'm operating at this level. I can only attract guys who are on my level. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't until I said, I'm going to be the best freaking me I can be and get rid of all of my bullshit that I've been carrying. Nowhere I'm not perfect, but Mm -hmm. like, you know, really work on myself, study how to have great relationships and communication. Then I can meet that guy that's up there. Um, And so I think that's so important. And I I don't want to, if I'm not my best version of myself or like handle a lot of the stuff that might be holding me back, mainly from childhood, I don't want to attract the guy here yet because it's just going to, it's not going to be exactly what I want. Mm -hmm. So work on it's so we just have to always keep working on us oh my god amazing conversation Mm -hmm. rachel thank you 
so much for your time. Like, mm. I want to do another podcast with you soon. <laughs> Let's I do it. Am dying too. We have our next guest here now, but awesome. like, I'm honestly like blown away by this conversation. I love everything you're about. I'm gonna be adamantly following every move you make. As Where, for you, love. Thank you. Where can everyone find you on socials? Um, main place my website, so it's rachelbsmith.com, and it's R A C H E L E bsmith.com um, that links to all my socials but mainly the most active on instagram which is at r brooksmith and then my disruptive movement is at disruptive underscore movement or disruptiveapparel.com. amazing thank you so thank much you. that was so good literally Woo! 